It's gorgeous out. Let's pop some dots. This is the Updog Podcast, a blend of upland and waterfowl hunting. Tune in as your hosts, Tyler Beaton, Jeff Ludicky, Matt Jeske, chat about training dogs and share their bird hunting stories, tactics, and strategies. Welcome back to the Up Duck Podcast. Uh, this is your first one. Thank you very much for tuning in. If you are tuning in to hear another awesome guest, I'm sorry to disappoint you. It's just the three of us tonight. Um, no guest this week. Uh, we'll have another one next week, though, or in our next episode when that one drops. Uh, so don't fret there. Uh, we'll have someone very intelligent, much smarter than us, more than likely, that is going to educate us and hopefully, hopefully bring some uh, value to you as well. Uh, this episode is going to be about summer updates. Uh, we thought it'd be fun to give you guys some summer updates, what we're doing, what we're working on. Each of us has a little bit different focus and uh, where we're headed here is we are in the middle of July when we're recording this episode um, as, we, as we're getting ready for the season. So with that said, let's do some quick intros. Uh, my name is Tyler Beaton. I'm one of your hosts. I have my two co-hosts on. They are rocking and ready to go. We have the rooster assass- assassin, Jeff Ludicky, and the Mississippi River boat gambler, Matt Jeske. What's up, fellas? Doing good, doing good. Yeah. Okay. All right, excellent. Is anybody drinking anything but water tonight? Because I am on the water train, not feeling so hot, so water it is. I have a beer. packet, so we're going to let Jeff take it away. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I have a beer. I have a, a Coors Banquet again tonight. I ran out of my local beer selection that I like to partake in. So tonight I'm just going with the, the standard Coors Banquet. Excellent. Good choice. When do you restock the fridge? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Whenever I, whenever I get time to swing by the, the liquor store, grab a couple six packs of some random beers that I like the name of, and that's about it. <laughs> like the name, you like the label. Design, try. Yeah, I like the, the, trial, the try all kinds of different stuff. <laughs> That's good. Hey, you never know when you're going to come across your new favorite beer, right? That's fair. That's fair. If you pick up some Capital Amber, you could probably talk me into stopping over sometime. That Capital Amber is really good. I ran out of that. I'd I'd probably buy another six pack of that. It's it's one of my favorites for sure. It's so good. It's so good. All right. Uh, Excellent. Summer update. There's a lot going on. We're all working on different things. Um, You guys have some awesome, awesome, exciting, exciting stuff that I want to hear about because we have we've been a little bit secretive with each other. We haven't necessarily been sharing all the details here. Uh, who wants to go first? Uh, I'll go. I know I know you guys are anxious to hear uh, my story here, but I bought a new shotgun, so that's a big thing for me. Um, I actually posted about it on Instagram. I posted a a story um, asking about a, a Franke Instinct, which is an over and under. Um, the Instinct L, and I got a lot of really positive feedback. I mean, it's it's a gun that I have been interested in for quite a while. I had shouldered one about a year ago, and I, I just really like the feel of it. It's It's got a real slim profile. It's real light. Um, it just seemed to fit me really well. Um, so I was kind of keeping my eye on it for, for quite a while. Um, and then I actually, I took my wife shooting sporting clays a couple weeks ago, we actually went on a date night and decided to try to shoot sporting clays, which was, which was great. Um, she loved it. And I only have one over and under right now. So I kind of poked around a little bit and uh, said, Hey, you know, what do you think if I got another one, one that's maybe a little bit lighter, you know, then we don't have to share. And I tried to play the game a little bit and she actually said, go for it. So I was able to get a, a new gun. So I, I started looking on, Hey, wait, I'm going to, I'm going to stop you. Yeah, I'm just go ahead. I need to stop you. So first of all, congratulations. I don't know how you, <laughs> I don't you. know how you pulled that off. <laughs> Second, I, how did you talk your wife into going to shoot sporting clays as your date? Has she shot before? Like, was this the first? She has, uh, we shot when we were dating, which was probably eight or nine years ago. We had went out to a, a trap range with my brother-in-law and we just, shot clays out of a thrower and that was really all it was um and she she liked it she's always liked to shoot um so it wasn't super hard to convince her 
and the sporting clays thing was kind of like a random we we were actually just going to go in and shoot clays on some of their self throwers but we got there kind of late you know there was nobody on the course the sporting clays was actually cheaper so i said hey let, let's do that can we just share uh, a sporting clays round um, it was at mcmillers and eagle for some of our listeners that might know where that is but you pay per clay so we just split it we took 50 shots out there we each shot 25 and she loved it um it's a really cool course and i asked her if she'd want to do it again she said absolutely so so that's that was that was a big thing and my my mom was actually a really good shot back in the day too she she won a couple competitions actually trap shooting competitions so women are are really good shots they're probably better than men to be honest with you a lot of women that i know that shoot are really really talented that's okay i'm still blown away here but okay yeah Yeah. okay so lauren lauren said go for it and you said okay and you started shopping how yeah i did um, and that's when I put out that Instagram story asking about that Frankie. Um, and a lot of people reached out, said that they had the same gun, um, really positive feedback. Like I said, nobody really reached out to me and said they had any issues with those guns. Um, one of them said it was one of the best over and unders for the money. Um, so that kind of validated what I had, what I had thought, you know, when I shouldered that gun. And the funny thing is when we went to the, I was at a gun shop a couple years ago when I, when I initially shouldered it and I shouldered an 828 right before it, which is probably what, like a three times the price and couldn't stand the fit of that gun. I, I know it's a beautiful gun. Lots of people probably love those guns, but I picked up the much cheaper Franke instinct and it just fit me perfectly. Um, and I kind of fell in love with it right then. So yeah, I, I went on arms list and I kind of got lucky. There was only a couple listed. One was used, and I was kind of him and hawing about that a little bit. But I had reached out to the seller um, who was in Nevada, and the guy, it was on consignment, and a guy had only shot it like twice. And I think he bought it for like his young son, and it ended up being too much recoil for him. So he bought a semi automatic. Um, so it had just been sitting in the safe for 99% of its life. Um, so I got a really good deal on that, which was, which was great. Um, so it's basically a brand new gun. It's on the way. I haven't picked it up yet, but the buying of a used gun thing was a interesting experience buying it online. I mean, you guys, you guys have any experience with that at all? I've looked at ever bought. Okay. So yeah, it's the guy is an FFL, the guy that I bought it for, which I've been told makes things much easier. Um, so he buys, sells, trades, but I had to find an FFL here that you can send it to. So they have to send it to an FFL um, wherever wherever you want, right? Um, so I had to find a guy here. Luckily, one of my coworkers' neighbor is an FFL. I had to call him. He had to send the license to the seller, um, his current FFL license, and that was it. I just he sent me an invoice. I paid via credit card got the FFL license and then the FFL that's here will give me a call when it's ready and I'll go sign some paperwork and that'll be it. So it was a pretty cool experience actually. It's, I learned a lot. That's, it. that's interesting. What does FFL stand for? Um, it's the Federal Firearms, Firearms license. license. Yeah. Okay. So you have to have that basically to, to sell and buy, sell trade guns buy, essentially, right? Yep. yep. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Was so it was a pretty cool done? process. Was everything done via the website that you bought it through other than mailing the, or sending the FFL? Like, was it all pretty standard, like in the arms list system? Or was it, you know, you said you, pay, you paid via credit card. Was that all in your purchase or how did that work? So I didn't, I didn't actually purchase it through arms list. It was listed on arms list, but mm-hmm. the FFL had a, um, he has a, like a tactical store, website, basically a, yeah. a gun shop. He's a gunsmith as well. So he just invoiced me through right. that website, which which ended up being real slick. Gotcha. Because I think Armsless, you technically have to pay by the month now. It's like seven bucks a month to actually yeah. participate and buy guns on there. I think that's something they recently changed. Hmm. So yeah, I'm pretty excited. Um, I love the gun. I, I started. I got a little nervous initially with it. I had started doing a lot more digging 
um, on shotguns and over and unders. I, this is my only my second one that I've owned, but and I know I kind of started getting into the very nitty gritty of of shotgunning. And did you guys know that buttstocks usually have a cast where they're either either cast on or cast off? Yeah, left and right. Yep, Matt or Tyler, did you know that? I did not know that. Learn so a lot tonight. Most guns are cast off, which would be the stock is slightly bent away from a right-handed shooter. So your so, cheek sits up against the buttstock. Right. So your it's cheek, like you're more straight angle. up. Yeah. So yep. you don't have to tilt your head um, towards the, the center of the barrel. Yep. So as a left-handed shooter, I started getting a little nervous about that because I had read that Italian guns specifically, which Franke is an Italian gun, um, tend to be cast off a little bit more than normal than like an American made gun. So I ended up going to Flea Farm. I knew they had a, a Franke, it was an Instinct SL, which is like the lightweight version of it. And the cast, I, I looked down the, the stock and the cast was actually really, really subtle. I looked at my current over and under and the cast was actually a little bit worse. So I knew that I, I shot that gun somewhat decent um, and never really noticed it. So that was kind of, that was, that was an interesting thing to learn for sure. You know, as a lefty, you kind of grow accustomed to living in these, in a right-handed world, right? You know, and that same thing holds true with guns. So I was, you know, initially I started looking at, okay, you can alter the cast where a gunsmith can actually bend it a different direction. But then I was starting to think to myself, okay, well, that's either going to completely change the game or it's going to completely mess me up like, and just wreak havoc on my shot because I'm, just so used to shooting guns that would be, you know, most of them are cast off. Right. So yeah, that, that's, that's the story. So I think it should be here in a couple of days. So yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about it. That's a whirlwind. I mean, like getting deep on things that I, I, I have enough issues shooting. I don't need not, I do not need to be thinking about the cast of a gun. Okay. That I know. Is, and I, that's that the thing is, I started like going down this hole of like anxiety about all of this stuff. It was just like, okay, this is, this is ridiculous. This, <laughs> my gun, my current gun is worse cast than what this new gun is. It's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Matt, how, how long have you been aware of the of cast on a stock of a gun? Um, since probably the first time I had to take my Benelli apart. And then you realize really quick that if you put inside the buttstock, there's some plates. Um, if you put that upside down or backwards, it casts the other way. So for right-hand shooters, it's like a combo of like BX or whatever it says on the little metal plate. You'll know pretty quick. Right. And you're right. A lot of right. semi-auto, like the waterfall guns come with shims that you can adjust yep. that cast, right? Yeah. Whereas it didn't seem like it's as common with an over and under. It seemed like more of those were like in the semi-automatic world. Maybe I'm wrong. People can correct me if I'm wrong, but that's kind of yeah. Semi-auto. I mean, you get a lot of the you get a lot of the like shim kits to change the the drop of it as well. So yeah. Like how the the buttstock comes off of the back of your barrel. So you've got you know your left right off your cheek and then how far down because you should be able to consistently pull up right and look down the the rib of your gun. So depends on if your gun your semi comes with that kit or not. It's really something that like, I feel like you'd almost have to go to a professional and have them watch you shoulder a gun to really know like if you're holding it wrong or if that gun doesn't fit you right. I feel like it's, yeah. we're so used to just picking up a gun and shooting it. We don't, you don't think about those things, right? As like your average hunter doesn't really, you don't think about it that much. I don't know. You buy a gun, you take it out of the box or whatever. You just start shooting with it and you adjust to the gun, not have the gun adjusted to you. But it's yeah. probably it could probably be a game changer, really. Maybe, yeah. I mean, I like like you, Jeff. When I pick up a gun, like when I buy a gun, I pick it up, and it's got a feel. If it feels good, like when I pull it up, and like you know, that's right. I go I go off based a feel based off of feel, as a, but there's so much science behind it though too. There is what I'm learning. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah, mm -hmm. there's a lot, there's a lot to learn. Whew. Okay. No, yeah, that was good. a lot. That was a lot, but that's my gun story. Okay. All right. I'll have to Sweet. update you guys once I get it and actually get it out in the course and see how it shoots. Okay. I can't wait. I can't wait. You know, it's an over under, so I could borrow it too. Just saying. You could. That's right. Yep. <laughs> talk, talk me into buying one then maybe. <laughs> I know they make left-handed specific over and unders. There's a couple. I think Browning has one. I, it might be the Synergy that's left-handed. 
but so the stock would be cast on slightly and then the lever to break the action actually goes the other way i think that would really screw me up though because i'm i'm so used to pushing that lever to the right i feel like if you had to push it to the left i would just i would get really messed up for a long time see it's those things lefties just we get used to living in a right-handed world <laughs> that's the way it is you try to make things left-handed specific it just doesn't work if you didn't shoot backwards you wouldn't have an issue jeff yeah. saying what do they say if, if being left-handed is wrong i don't want to be right <laughs> <laughs> something along those lines yeah that's good it's a special uh, club you wouldn't understand yeah no you're right i wouldn't <laughs> i don't want to either yep, uh, same. Oh. <laughs> Uh, all right. What about, um, uh, so that's gone. That's huge. Um, mm -hmm. any, any gear updates, any boat updates? Oh, let's stick with gear for right now. Cause I think Matt's got some gear stuff. I, I didn't, that's the only gear specific. I do have some yeah. boat updates, but we can get to that. Matt, you got some gear, right? That you picked up. I do. So Jeff was so kind to group text us that Rogers <laughs> had his favorite waiters on sale that he's talked up not only on the podcast, but off the podcast. Um, and I happened to look at them and it was a price that you couldn't pass up. Um, oh, that was a steal. I didn't surprise the cops didn't show up at your house right yeah. after you bought that. Yeah. I didn't particularly need it, but, uh, it was, did it, wasn't it the next day? I think I told you guys it was at my house. Don't yeah, know how, it was but crazy fast. Really well, they're the in Missouri. Day. They're, they're probably, I mean, yeah. they're not too far south from you. Yeah. Yeah. It was the Rogers. What is it? Tough man. Two and one. The tough man. Two and one. Yeah. Yep. So. I was pleasantly surprised with how comfortable and thick, warm the, the zip in, you know, will be for late season, like to the point where I'll have to wear less to wear the warm waders later in the year. Mm -hmm. um, but it will be extremely nice because my breathables today do not have uh, insulated boots. So I'm very looking forward to having, you know, some insulation back on my feet. Not just those depending are on 1200, right? Yeah. Somewhere in there. Gram. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of right in the so, middle, which is nice. Yeah, super nice pockets. Comes with a really nice waiter belt. Like overall, super nice. I'm and it's got does the one that you got. Mine has like a, a fleece, like hand warmer pocket on the chest. Yep, I really like those too. I like the I like, I like to hold my hands like that pocket. when you're just standing there. Oh yep. yeah, that's nice too. Yep. 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 So ready to go with those now. So upgrade from your current pair that you had. Yeah, the ones that are flex sealed you know, along the seams and where I put them <laughs> on the boat and had to spray paint the flex seal because it's white, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kelly messaged me on Instagram and said, <laughs> yeah. thanks for, for creating a monster. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was like, that Jeff's was, buying a second good. pair probably. I mean, they're that good. <laughs> but we tried to convince Tyler to buy a pair too, but I don't think he pulled the trigger on, did you? I didn't pull the trigger. Almost, almost. Just keep, just keep bugging me. Eventually you'll push me over the edge. All right. Yeah. You were thinking about buying a canoe, though. Uh, yeah, I was. You know, sometimes you click on Facebook Marketplace and you get random ideas and things. You're like, man, that's a good deal. And you're like, mm. so I was, uh, we, have, we have our group text going, which has been referenced before. And I sent, uh, sent, the, sent the boys here a text. I'm like, anybody ever hunted out of a canoe? Um, it's like a 17-footer, priced right, had been used for duck hunting previously. I, I, it's still there. I have not pulled the trigger. I have to figure out before I can justify buying it, where am I actually going to put this thing in the water and, and hunt? And Jeff's response to that was uh, off the side of the road, off of any bridge will work. Um, which was a that's great, 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 that's a great answer. I was being thinking more specifically, like, am I going to, am I going to put that on, on the river that we hunt Jeff, or am I going to try to get it in some, you know, different spots with it? So we'll see more to come on that. Yeah. A canoe, a canoe would be cool. I, I jump shot out of a canoe when I was in high school, we'd float down the river in a canoe and each take a turn sitting in front, um, being the shooter and one person's in the back doing the paddling. It's cool. It, it's fun, but it's, it can be a little sketchy at times. That's for sure. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. I personally, sure. I think Matt's along with me too. I personally like would rather hunt out of a kayak. Yeah. don't yeah wouldn't i wouldn't disagree yeah. the other thing the other thing with the canoe though is i i could use it for deer hunting there are some spots and public spots that i want to 
that I want to get into and try and do more public land hunting this year for deer hunting. And I'm like, mm, I could really float into that silently with a canoe because a canoe goes through the water, just like a hot knife through butter. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful yeah, thing. Yeah, and you could put a lot of stuff in a 17-foot canoe. Oh, Jeez. Stuff, right? Right? <laughs> I guess that'd be a problem with deer hunting. If you, if you shot a really nice big buck, you're not going to put that on the front of your kayak, but you could put it in a canoe. Yes. Yeah. So th- it has a, there's a multi- purpose layer to it but i first and foremost i thinking about um shooting ducks with it so we'll see it'll be interesting you said it's still up there still up there yeah oh buddy did you save it that's it yeah yeah i've sent it to enough people so i can just go back yeah well now you'll get the notifications though if they drop the price that's true right that's true facebook that's the only reason people save stuff on facebook marketplace is to wait for you to drop the price that's that's the only reason they save a smart game it is it's a very smart game mm. all right i don't i don't have any gear updates that's no that's gear. it for me yeah yeah no Matt, have you bought anything else besides your waiters i got some new dog bumpers or additional but that was about it i haven't bought anything else okay Nothing's where, come up. where did you get those again what was the website uh they're tangle free tangle uh, free bumpers okay i gotta get a three inch white ones yeah now what do you guys think like what is the best color to buy I've heard various opinions on this where dogs can see certain colors better than others and so on. And so what's, if you were just an average user of bumpers, you're not doing hunt tests and tons and tons of training. What is the best color to buy? I would say it depends what you're doing and what breed of dog you have. What about Um, for a Vishla that just likes to retrieve bumpers (laughs) in the water and occasionally in the yard and, just your, you know, just some random training every once in a while. I would go white. Matt, would you agree? Yep. White? Whiter and why, why white? Uh, because white looks like neon green to a, to us, like neon green that just stands out. White, is that's what pops for dogs. Okay, so it's easiest to see. Easiest to see. Whereas, like, you're, the flasher might actually be best. And then that's, what's the so the I know what a flasher is, and what, what is a flasher? Yeah. Black and white depends on the who's making it. Some are like half white, half black. The others are, you know, alternating around it if it's a hexagon. Okay, so when you throw panels, it, it's, it's flashing it those colors as you throw it. Yep. yep. So it. The, the purpose is it's easiest to see in the air, so they can, like, yeah. actually mark it. Gotcha. Yep. Now, I, I have a, a blaze orange bumper. What about blaze orange? Good is that for the worst good color months. <laughs> probably you're gonna tell me it's the worst color, probably, right? <laughs> for you can your say it if on it probably is. <laughs> yes. Okay. It's either that or Josie's got just magnificent, you know. She, she finds it every time. I've never had a problem. <laughs> she does. She does. Yeah. I've never had a problem with it. <laughs> if, like if you're if you're if you're teaching like marking, you'd want to use white. If you're you know if you want your dog to just get to the area of the fall and put on a hunt, like orange is a that's it's a good color because they don't really see it unless you they get right on top of it. Gotcha. Interesting. Okay. Yes. Good yeah. to know. White. Yep. I'll get to pick up some white ones. Oh, I, I, I have not put in that order for things yet, Jeff. I know we were going to piggyback on an order and double up and try to get a big discount on things with bumpers and dockins or Avery easy birds. Haven't done that yet. My, what I, I have to buy a whole bunch of training gear. That's like the list is just ever growing. I snapped another rubber on my wingers. I own four wingers. I currently have one that's operational. So, are you going to buy the kits for your wingers or are you buying excess via Amazon like tubing? I'm going to just buy the kits. I need I need ease of use and less time spent on it. Yeah. 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 Pretty much. Pretty I agree. Much. For our for our club I buy the kits because I can if they're all pre-cut and it comes with the zip ties I can have one done in like sub 10 minutes easily. Cut all yeah. of them off, replace them and be done. Perfect. So Tyler, you got dog gear is your number one thing that you need to purchase yeah. still this year. Matt, do you have any other big purchases that you need to you need to get done before the season starts? No, no, maybe an, a micro SD card, an additional one for the season because I do want a GoPro quite a bit more. Oh, for your GoPro, nice. Yep. So definitely not a high price thing, but something I just need to remember. 
Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. that's smart. And you got a couple batteries already for that too, right? Yep. And yep. you said the battery life is good on that. They, what's the, the hero? Well, 11. 11. Battery life yep. is good. It's got that newer, what is it, Enduro battery or whatever it's called. Nice. Like if you owned a previous one and you knew the cold weather performance, this is not the same. It's very okay. different. Yeah, my my Hero 5 Black, if it's cold out, I mean, I get maybe 20 minutes of recording and it's yeah. dead. Yeah. So, I mean, I have to have extra batteries or hook up my Milwaukee charger. Or, I mean, it's it's it just dies so quick. And that's part of the reason why I haven't used it as much as I probably should. But yeah, it's funny how most of your hunting is done when it's too cold oh, yeah. for a GoPro battery. Yeah, a bunch of ducks come in. a lot in. of hunts for that. Yeah. A bunch of ducks come in and I, I take it off and it's dead. It didn't yeah. record. Oh, great. Uh, I do want to get a GoPro for the season though. That's on the list. Nice. Too. There, there's too much on the list. I mean, you know, you got all that stuff. You got waders, right? I mean, I would you know, love to get with, a yeah. you know, five millimeter neoprene, barely ever used look in the cell so okay all right here we go <laughs> let's talk I think offline. You get a deal on it too <laughs> yeah let's talk offline <laughs> oh all right um is that it for gear anything else yeah jeff what are you I looking got. to buy what are you looking to buy i that's that's about i still gotta i still have to buy some long johns i still haven't decided which kind i want um, I'm still looking at the first light ones. I know we talked about that a few episodes ago, the ones that zip off, but I, I just haven't, I haven't pulled the trigger yet. So that's, that's probably really the only thing I need on my list. It's okay. good. I might buy some decoys or something. I don't know. A good deal comes up. You can't, you can't pass it up. Uh, yeah. I, I, it's it's funny. It, it, well, it's funny. I was like, you know, I was actually scouring marketplace the other day. Cause this is about the time of year where all the, all the like, hunting gear people want to get rid of pops up on marketplace it's like people are cleaning their garages at the end of the summer and they're like or middle of the summer toward the end of the summer like okay i need to just move this gear right now right yeah so it's a good time for sure mm-hmm. 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 but i think that i want that early season teal pack i gotta look on avian's website and see how those are priced right now or if they even have them i think those those were sold out quite a bit last year when we were trying to find them the early season teal you gotta figure out when the next sale is gonna be too right yeah that's it that's it for gear sweet sweet um let's do boats you guys have been working on your boats you've been working hard i need i need to hear about it i need to you know hear uh what these boats look like that i'm hopefully going to take a few trips in this (laughs) matt why don't you start this one sure uh i'd say the biggest and only update so far is the i got the hydro turf in where i wanted it so you know before i pulled the blind off in may I kind of marked out where the conduit for my blind runs down the center of my my boat. So there's like two feet down the middle. And then I uh, I did the entire front deck with that brown uh, molded diamond hydro turf. So I was shocked at how easy it went in. That was pleasant. I was very, very worried about bubbles or it not really flattening out or anything. And it was no problem putting that stuff in. So do you um, like the color choice? I know you were so far yeah. with the brown um, just to, yep. to try to hide some of the mud and dirt. Yeah. Yep. So far. I mean, we've taken a couple of family trips on the boat and I mean, it's gotten muddy. I haven't really cleaned it off yet, but, um, I think it'll be fine. Come, come fall. I, I've been pressure washing it. It seems like every time I come back and it's muddy, I just take the pressure wash to it, pressure washer yeah. to it. And it, it's great. You just light fan it out like yep. a, a wide one. Yep. Sure. Yeah. I think the only other next step really on the boat, since I did all the blind lights, in April and May before I took the blind off um, is I've got swivel seats and the back one where I sit is on like one of those clamp bases. Um, Not my favorite, definitely moves every once in a while. And I've got um, some thicker aluminum plate and some of those swivelies like pedestal mounts. So I'd like to upgrade. So, you know, during the season seats can be in the pedestal mounts or during the summer. And then see, then I can just pull them out because I don't, I won't use them. Um, so it'd be nice to stiffen up those aluminum seats that kind of flex when you step on them now and then get those pedestal seats in a little bit more. I don't know. It's better than the clamp for me. Now, when you hunt, you hunt mostly by yourself. Are you, are you sitting back near the, the motor or do you usually sit in the middle or do you sit on the bow? Where do you sit? When I'm hunting? 
Right. When you're by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I sit in the back by the motor. That's where the oh, dog do. door is. And yep. Okay. I've got two separate doors out there. And then, I mean, I, I could sit wherever I wanted to, but mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So. And you took the boat out a couple of times in the Mississippi area, yeah. right? Yep. How'd that go? Yeah. That was good. First time back out cruising around. So just putting more hours on the still very new, new motor and look starting to look for some, some early teal spots on the Are Iowa still side. And then break-in period on your boat or on your motor yeah yeah okay so yep. you're not going so full throttle like, with that thing no you got to vary it but my boat weighs doesn't weigh enough to it's kind of scary when you get going on it honestly yeah. <laughs> it's fast <laughs> nice. so uh yeah yep and you brought your son out with you right yeah is yep. that his first time on the boat he's been on a couple of boats um first time on your boat First time on my boat. Yep. Well, that's, yep. That's so awesome. he sat up by Kelly on the front and ended up sitting back by me. Um, so he was digging it for the most part. Got to smile on his face short. the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. His little tiny wispy hair blown in the wind. Oh. So yeah. That's what it's all about. That, that had to, that had to yeah. feel good, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It was a good yeah. time. So did he, did he at any point try to drive? Try to... Uh, he did want to play with the trim switch on the handle quite a bit because you see me messing around with it I'm like i know you love buttons man but now is not the time while we're wide open <laughs> trim all the way down and the boat just takes a yeah. sharp turn yeah it's like let's not play with that maybe oh, some other shit. time and then I, I also tried not to play with any of my panel buttons over here because if he found out that it turned on lights or the bilge pump or like any of those things your batteries I wouldn't would be, be able dead. To, I wouldn't be able to get them <laughs> off of it. So I was like, oh, yeah. this is just a box there. Yeah, nothing <laughs> nothing to see here. Uh, it's funny. That, that's smart because then, he, then he'd actually ask to go out and play in it probably. Yeah. 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 You had to throw a jacket over there. the top of it or something so he doesn't yeah. see the switches. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you saw a riverboat gambling boat, didn't you? I did. I did. It was Living massive. up to your it name. Super nice. Right. <laughs> the riverboat nice. gambler. Yep. Saw same trip. Saw a giant um, barge with like oil rigs on it. It was a Texas fair uh, barge. Had gigantic like twelve foot chrome stacks out the back. It was pretty awesome. That's crazy. But of course, it was right in where we needed to turn back into our our boat launch. So I got to kind of wait it out there for a minute. The waters that I'm on, I'm, the most I would run into is a canoe or a kayak. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're running into river boat. I'm watching for like 27 foot speed boats and like yeah. barges. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. It's yep. Different world. I mean, yeah, really it's is. wild out there. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff. Jeff, what do you, what do you got going on your boat? What have you worked on? Yeah, I got my new beaver tail blind uh, put together. So that was fun. Um, it went together real easy and then I, I was able to mud it, but I don't, I don't think I got the right mud. I heard you need like the really silty, like black, just nasty mud. And I just went out by the lake that's near our house and, uh, with a shovel and pick some mud off the bank, but it was more sand than mud. So it didn't work super great. So I just went down to the hardware store and picked up a, a can of some flat brown spray paint and just misted that over it and it it did a great job it really took that that shine off the blind yep. so i bought some grass from uh joseph stern um i had really good luck with that grass the rafia rafia i never know how to say it um i had really good luck with that stuff on my previous blind i never had any mold issues you know i'd roll it up when it was soaking wet and it never molded which i've heard some of the other grasses will um, so I threw some of that on. I only did three bundles and it was, it seemed like enough to fill up my 14 foot or the 1400 series beaver tail blind. I, I didn't fill it complete. I'm going to kind of like fill in all the missing areas with some natural vegetation. And since I tend to hunt, you know, sometimes I'm in cattails, sometimes I'm in wooded areas and just kind of all over the place. So having that natural vegetation or branches and sticks, having that type of stuff on there, I think will really help me blend in with whatever, whatever environment I'm hunting at that time. So yeah, that was, that was good. I got the boat out on the water. Um, it was two weekends ago now, I think, wasn't it Matt when we both had our boats out? Yeah. Yep. So yeah, I took the dog out. The river was super low. 
I couldn't launch in my normal area. So I had to go to a, a more legitimate launch, concrete launch. Um, most of the launches I go to are just dirt paths, but the one was pretty much landlocked with how low the water levels are right now. Um, so I took it out for a while, ended up going a little bit further down river than I had explored before. Um, smoked a, a huge rock that was probably like a couple inches under the water. So that was fun. Um, yeah, my, my stomach just smashed into the grab bar and I had, I had Josie with me, the dog. So she was riding up front and like almost tumbled forward out of the boat. And the rest of the trip, she was under my legs while I was standing, like shaking because she was so freaked out. I mean, I hit it hard, like really hard. Like the boat stopped basically. Ooh. Um, mm-hmm. Luckily it didn't, I was just waiting for something to start leaking, but luckily no major issues. One of the ribs under the boat was a little dented up, um, but I didn't see any cracks. So I, I think it's fine. But yeah, low water levels make for uh, quite an interesting ride up the river, down the river. Yeah, we, so yeah, I, I marked that on on uh, on my app as a uh, a dangerous area not to venture out into. So I've got those marked as well. Yep. Yeah. 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 We need the rain we've got today. That's for sure. We're yeah. The rain. Right. The rain will be really good. I bet the next few days the river will probably be up quite a bit. Yeah. But it'll it'll drop down quite a bit. It'll it'll drop down fast long, again though. Long time till September. Yep. Right. Right. So yeah, that was that was interesting. Um, but otherwise, it was fun to get the boat out. Motor rain, great. Um, no major problems aside from hitting that rock. Yeah, I'm ready to go. Ready to go for the season. Wow. Getting close. Just a couple months. Just a couple months yet. Yeah. Just a couple months. Yep. So that's uh, it for boats. Wow. What's next, Tyler? You you have some uh, some dog training updates, don't you? I do. Since I don't buy any gear, all I do is actually, and I'm a pretty average hunter at best. I pretty much just train my dogs. So, um, the old dog Mac, uh, we've been we've been training not nearly as much as I would like to um and run a master test so i actually ran one today got to go back tomorrow and run really really well to pick up a pass we we ran two other ones um in june and picked up two passes i i'm running so we record we're recording this on a wednesday i'm running a midweek master test on a wednesday thursday and then i have another one on saturday sunday we somehow pull that off and it would going to take some magic. I think, uh, he will, Mac will have his master hunter title and then he'll pretty much be, he could potentially be retired from hunt test. I don't think so. Cause I have a young dog uh, and I'll probably just run him when I run her. Cause I really enjoy running him. He's a great dog. Uh, but yeah, that's, he's pretty much ready to go. Like, you know, run training standpoint it's more maintenance and then just showing him things are going to be in a test like when the season rolls around he has all the baseline requirements to either you know sit in sit in your boat jeff um sit in a dog blind or head out into the upland fields and you know and hunt he's he's just hunted he's just he's seen a lot and done a lot so um his like his training is more for test purposes Ren, the little black lab, she turns she turns one this month actually. So oh, that's been that's yeah, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's been an adventure um, with her. She's teaching me a lot. I'm still not sure what I have there. Uh, sometimes I think, um, you know, I, I, there was a period of time a couple months ago where I was like, man, this dog is. I don't know if this dog's gonna yeah, it doesn't it doesn't have it. And now, and now she's got she's got plenty of go. And now it's about just harnessing that. So. I don't think I'll run. Yeah, I don't think I'll run her in any test. But I, when we get closer to the actual season, I'll have to get her on some birds for upland purposes. Now, what do you think her like? What is your main concern with with the training that you've seen from her so far? And what do you think you're going to do to correct that issue? Um, uh, what is the, the what is the main the the issue changes by the week with her? Okay. Um. I, we, I, I need to go back and go back to like teaching her there. Mark's past 50 yards. She loses confidence on and fades. She fades into where the mark came from. 
And so like, there's a lot of confidence building on that, but at the same time, I, yeah, there, there, there's a lot there, right? That, when you, when you say fade, what, explain what fade is when a dog fades towards a mark, what is that? So, so good question. So picture your dog sitting next to you, you have a gunner, which would be someone standing out in front of you, say they're at, right? They throw a bumper, a bird, whatever from left to right away from them right and to your right she marks it i send her as she gets out to that 50 yard mark she she will fade or just sort of suck in actually suck into the gun station the person throwing and get offline instead of holding her line and that ends up having to put on a hunt as opposed to running directly to the fall and um putting on a short hunt and picking up her hunts are much bigger. So she's learning. Yeah. She's learning how to put on better hunts, which is great. Um, I think she's going to be a, I think she has a chance to be a very good blind running dog. Actually. Um, I do think she has a screw loose in her head at times. And there's this, her, her self-preservation skills are not all there at times, um, which is good, like good and bad that she's super bold and, and, you know, can be a little reckless, but also like she puts herself in harm's way a little bit. And um, yeah, it's interesting. I'm, I'm curious to see uh, how she matures over the next year. And then I've got to figure out what I'm doing, how much I'm going to actually upland hunt her. That's going to be, that's going to be an interesting decision. I, I really want to, because I get dogs for the purposes of hunting and then the testing is just fun for me. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious, I'm very curious to see. So what is, Which, what are you working with her next? What's, what's the next thing for next week or the week after? Uh, we, well, once Mac is done with, with tests, I'm going to, we're going to focus on what's called the transition phase of training and really start working on building into being able to run blinds. Um, that's the, that'll be the big thing that we won't actually run any, but there's a whole long process that we're going to build up to. So that next year we can run sufficient blinds. And a blind is where the dog has no idea where the bumper is. You send the dog out into no man's land and you basically use directionals to show the dog where to find that bumper, correct? That is, that is correct. And if you think about it from a hunting scenario too, you can't, you, your dog is not always going to be able to see the see where the birds fall, right? Even if they're in a dog line and they're marking, they may not see every bird that falls. Or if you, depending on, like I've, I've hunted out of some blinds where the dogs are actually inside like a built, a built like box style type of blind. And so everybody shoots, birds are on the ground. Then you untie your dog, you take them out. And, um, you know, every, every one of those is a blind. So it's, it's highly applicable to to going out and, and doing real hunting interesting now now since you're in the AK, you've done hrc stuff quite a bit now matt you do hrc primarily now you've kind of explored into the akc side of hunt tests which one do you prefer is this, this kind of a loaded question? It's just a loaded. You're putting me on the spot here. I got to be. I got to be politically correct here. I will say, <laughs> I will say HRC. I prefer that. Um, that they each have their things that I like and the things that I don't like. I will say, for HRC, um, it's it's more realistic hunting scenarios, right? It's um, it's more tailored uh, to retrievers too. Correct. Uh, it's what well, it's. It is um, for the games that I'm running, they're both tailored toward retrievers, but it's more realistic hunting scenarios. The thing that I don't like, you sit at the line, you blow on a duck call, you fire a gun. Like it's very realistic. Like it, like you would, if you're actually out hunting, I don't necessarily like having to dress head to toe in camel for that. Um, I think it's can be a bit excessive. Um, yeah. Like that's bought, weird that they, yeah, I bought yeah. specific camo shorts just for running HRC hunt tests. Yeah, don't get me started on hats. Oh, and the hats are the yeah, the hats. judges about that. So this is yeah. a requirement. So the hat, you have to wear the hat camo. Tyler has on right now. Yes. Yeah, not okay. Depending but on that's the, judge. the hat that he hunts. Depending on the judge, but every test I've been to in the last year, they are speaking to the latest rule book, and that would not be okay. So, so why? Because it has black on the back. Yep. 
even though every normal waterfowler would certainly wear a camo hat like that. Oh, absolutely. I've yep. shot I've shot geese and ducks with this hat on. Black yep. is great, especially if you're in a blind. I mean, you look down in a blind and it looks like a black hole. That's what it yeah. that's what it looks like, right? <laughs> yeah. I'll probably do it again coming up in August when I marshal. It's just started. I marshal usually at our test. I usually like to pick their brains on what I call unnecessary dumb rules and uh, see if they agree with me or if they set me straight or not. Uh, overwhelmingly, they usually agree with the hat that it's just kind of ridiculous, but they do, especially because we have the region uh, rep that usually comes. So it's got to be pretty by the books. He's very particular. So HRC, you got to wear all camo. Yep. AKC, you don't wear anything. Doesn't matter. Pretty much wear black, but I saw guys wearing like gray shorts and a blue t-shirt today in the rain. Now, if somebody else is wearing something, I mean, is it because it could distract other handlers' dogs? Is this why? I, I don't really get it. Uh, well, AKC, they don't really, they're, the AKC tests are more technical. I think they have a lot more influence from field trials, which are like monster, monstrous, like they throw birds at three, 400 yards. Um, that your dog has to go out and pick up, but it's very, it can be very technical where you're really in and out of water, touching points, swimming past points. You do that stuff in HRC, but you do more of it, more like cutting the corner on water where you're, you know, like you're angling, you're supposed to hit like yards. A, yeah. Like a three foot, like section of a sliver of water and the dog's natural tendency is to actually just skirt that. And they want you to run through it. It's very, very technical based, hmm. which is I actually, that's fun. I think it's fun to train for that. The thing that I loathe is that I'm running master tests and I have to give up, you know, like one weekend, a Saturday, Sunday, which is very hard given the stage, stage of life that we're in to get one pass. If I'm running HRC, I can get two passes on a Saturday and a Sunday, or I can just run one day and then still right. have a weekend for family. Cause that's the, you know, that's the the balance, right? There's the yeah, that's a big, that's a big commitment. It's, it's really hard. That's why I took two days off of work this week to run a midweek master. Cause then it's like, I'm just going to work. Hmm. Crazy. Yeah. I had no it's, idea there was actually clothing restrictions. That's, that's shocking to me. It's gotten worse. Yeah. Yeah. It's so like if I showed up with that around for four years. So yeah. like if I showed up with a camo hat on that you're wearing and a judge told me that that is not allowed. I'd just be like, you'd have to take see it ya. off. See you later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, thanks. Literally just throw it behind you and then you'd be good to go. Yeah. So you, you can wear no hat, but if you have yep. the wrong hat, that's not allowed. Yeah. You're pretty much talking yourself into what we already know. Oh, yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. It's, all right. It's interesting. Um, but yeah, I, so you, I, you guys need to give some dog updates if you've got anything that you've done. And then I have a question for the two of you about your dogs. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot of updates on my end. Just, yeah, no. we're just doing like general obedience stuff. Um, throwing bumpers. We've been swimming a lot, which is good. Um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, nothing for me. No real updates, just basic drills. Trying to get her out. It's been hot. Week. It's been yeah, really hot. I mean, uh, it's, it's been hard. Yeah. Matt, are you still doing your Sunday training group? Yeah, I haven't been in a while between trips home or whatever. I mean, it was canceled the last couple of weeks based on either weather or, you know, whatever. So uh, this Sunday I'll be going, but it's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, I've, I've found training to be really hard this year because we access to training grounds, not, not just time, lack of time, but also and schedule, but just I've lost some training grounds and stuff too. So that's also been a challenge mm. for me. So mm. makes it hard now. We're talking like all wat waterfall hunting training for for you and I, Matt. Um, yeah. Jeff, you're doing obedience, and then like a lot of like swimming is great from a conditioning standpoint, which is the biggest thing as we head into this. We head into like upland type uh, stuff, and even waterfall stuff too. But um, as we get closer to like to the upland season, which opens in mid October here, will either of you get any any uh, birds for your dog? Will you pay for any birds, any training birds? I, I want to, I, I don't know if I'll have the time to do it. Um, I don't have a cage or a box either. I think there's, there's specific requirements, I believe, to transport pheasants or chucker. 
you have to have a specific size box, correct? Yeah, there's there's some you gotta yeah, you gotta be you gotta be careful yeah. about that. Yeah. And I know you, I, I can go to a hunt club, you know, and, and just get birds and have them released out there and not have to worry about transport. But I, I don't know. I, I it'd be it'd be fun. I, I haven't really done that in the off season before. It's really just season starts, she figures it out within a minute what we're doing that's really that's really it yeah put the vest on yep yep yeah, yeah she sees I, that gun come out of the sleeve in the blaze orange jacket and she knows exactly what's happening so yeah that's all that's all it takes okay. yep okay but yeah i mean she's she's four this will be her fourth season she's she she's knows what she knows what she's doing yeah, yeah she knows the game right mm. she knows the game same with you too matt yeah, I don't plan on doing anything before. I mean, we're seven-ish weeks away from teal season, so then it starts duck hunting and two weeks of teal, two weeks off, and then back to duck hunting. So I probably mm-hmm. won't have much time in between. Or Learn by I doing. See, I don't right? see it happening. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> on the job. <laughs> on the job yeah. training. That's exactly yeah. right. <laughs> OJT, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. it's inter- I mean, it's interesting. I mean, we all have, we, like between Josie, Maggie and Mac, they're all, they've, they've been around, they've seen a lot. So it's not necessarily something you would have to do to something you could do to, if you wanted to. And that's, I'm thinking about it from Ren's standpoint. Like I will, I'm an upland, I'm going to do upland hunting with her this year. I'm like, I'm going to have to buy some birds and yeah. And work on some skills for sure. That makes sense. I got to shoot more. I think that's, I I need to practice on my own skill. Instead of the dog's got more skill than me. I got to work on my shooting a little bit more. I'm not, I'm not so worried about her, <laughs> especially with yeah. this new gun that I got coming. I'm going to have to put in some rounds on the course to uh, dial that thing in. Well, well, I got a proposition for you since we live, we live very close, Jeff. Uh, if I get birds for Ren, you could come out and be my gunner. There we go. I like that idea. Yeah. I'll bring the new gun. I get a little practice. Get a little practice. It's a win-win. So I like a, it. A win-win. I will put you to work and make you make you um, do some things that'll help her learn how to quarter and quarter whistle and all that, all that fun stuff. There you so, go. And you guys got to get your wives out on the sporting clays course. I think that's I after this that episode. That's one of the uh, one of the requirements <laughs> for the this yeah. summer. Yeah. Seriously. And you never know. You might just be happening. able to buy a new gun afterwards. <laughs> that's not that's not happening in either case. <laughs> You never know. <laughs> it's a pretty cool date night idea, I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, there, there's a, there's a there's a clip that I'm making for OK as Hunter. It's going to get posted soon, and and the clip is is a woman saying no, no is actually a complete sentence. And <laughs> yeah, no, period. <laughs> yes, it's very applicable in this situation. <laughs> Instead of dinner in a movie, it's dinner in clays. That's exactly what we did. Dinner in clays. Did what? Did you get what kind of dinner? Did you get? Did you get Culver's? No, we didn't. We didn't went to uh, um, Cafe Hollander at the corners in in uh, Brookfield. That's a yeah. good spot. That's a good spot. Yeah, very good spot. I like Cafe mm-hmm. Hollander. Been a few years. Um. All right. Anything else on dogs, gents? No, it's about it for summer updates for me. Okay. Yeah. I'm. I'm, a, I'm about. I'm about out of summer updates as well. All right, we can start wrapping it up. Yeah. Yeah, we can, my yeah. beer's almost gone, so that's perfect that's, timing. That, I think that's the cue here. I've been slowly sipping this thing. It's, it's been an hour, and I'm not even done. That's kind of embarrassing, though, too. At the same time, hey, hey, that's, a, that's okay. I'm yeah, we're yeah, old. You have you have two young kids. Yeah, wait, we're middle aged, right? Yeah, one beer is my limit for the night. <laughs> I save it. Uh, I save it for podcast night. That's great. That's great. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, sky blasting questions. Mm. Who's ready? I got a couple. You got a couple? Yeah. All right. Shoot. All right. Dancer or no? No. No? Tyler, you got to be a dancer. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Wedding, you'll get out there on the dance floor. Oh, get for some sure. Moves, some it. white boy moves. Love it. Yep. Nice. I could tell you some stories. I like I'd it. say I was a good dancer. I just. Do yeah. you need, do you need liquid yeah, courage that wasn't before you dance? I used to, not anymore. I have no shame anymore. Okay, you go out there. All right. I, I, I usually need a few beers, and then it's just the dance moves. You know, it gets more. You know, you loosen up a little bit. Yeah. You know, get a little more oil in there, and you, you know. For sure, for sure. <laughs> uh, my so Jess and I went to a wedding. One of our friends, 
um, from high school, I want to say six years ago. And it was like small, like a private golf club. There's maybe like 80 people like at the, at the actual reception. And so they have like a small dance floor or whatever. And we literally close the place down. Nice. Just dancing on the dance just, floor. Like, like, it was like, there's like nobody else out there. <laughs> having a good time. Just doing your thing. There were, awesome. there, there was a little, there were a few drinks involved then. Nice. We were much younger, three kids. All right, Matt, no, Tyler, yes. Yeah. All right. Um, since I just bought a new over and under, I only got two shots. So there's my second shot here. Would you rather take on a hundred duck sized horses or one horse sized duck? Let me say that again. No, I got it. One got horse it? size duck. Yep. Yeah. One horse size duck. Yep. That was mine. That was mine. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's all I got. <laughs> That's all you got. Okay. Uh, I got, I got a few here. Um, uh, Okay. Since we found a mouse in our basement this morning, uh, are you a mouse traps or mouse poison? Team mouse traps or team mouse poison? Oh, I hate mice. They creep me question. out so much. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm more about, I'm more with the traps. The wife doesn't want any kind of chemicals in this household ever. So the, the traps are, are probably what I would stick with. I should say a chemical outside, traps inside. Yeah, that's good. That's a good way yep. to do it. Yeah. Where do you where do you put the where do you put the poison outside? I've got some boxes like okay. that, you know, like fully enclosed type thing. Okay. Got it. Yep. Got it. Okay. Uh all right here. Uh scrambled or fried eggs? Scrambled. Typically fried in the morning, but if I'm out somewhere and I'm getting like a like a skillet, it better be scrambled eggs. See if I make my own eggs, I always screw it up and then I have to scramble it because I'll I'll break the yolk and then it's just like game over. It's like, well, get out. <laughs> Time to scramble. Time to scramble. Okay. Yeah. All right, Matt. Follow-up question for you specifically. Yeah. Uh over easy, over medium, fried hard on your fried eggs. Uh, usually over easy, but for Jeff for Jeff, uh, I'd say in the morning when I make four of them, two two each, there's usually one fried hard. And it's not on purpose. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're not a bad average. Here. This is an this is yeah. an amateur podcast. We don't yeah. we're not this is, three for four. We're average uh, hunters. We're average cooks. We're uh, we're just average. Okay. Uh, all right. Here, this might be the last one. I may come up with one more. But uh, are you uh, team hunt in the rain, or is it if if it's raining out, are you gonna are you gonna sit it out and sit by the fireplace? Oh, I'm hunting. I'm hunting in the rain for sure. I've had some very memorable hunts in the rain. Okay. And they're, they're ones that you don't forget. That's for sure. I'd say it depends. Any guided hunt, I'm always going just because you feel obligated. I'm by myself. I'm usually watching the weather. You know, is it going to end while I'm out there? Is it going to be miserable the whole time? Um, it just depends on the day. If I, you know, if I went the day before, I'm like, well, I don't need to go back to back. I've had good days in the rain. Don't get me wrong. But the amount of work that it, it drives when you get back sometimes doesn't outweigh your success. Now, does it change your answer if you're talking upland versus waterfall? I'm probably not going if it's upland. If it's upland? See, I'm almost yeah. the opposite. I, I probably would rather go upland in the rain than waterfall in the rain. At least, you're, at least you're moving. I don't know. At least you're moving. You're not sitting there just cold and soaking wet. At least I get to move around a little bit. But, but don't the, the birds... Duck, the, yes, yeah. I, I do know that the hunting is better. <laughs> it's just upland hunting in the rain is not good. Waterfall hunting in the rain can be good. But, yep. yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like it'd be more... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That next was... Uh, yeah, next. I don't know. I think that's a great way to wrap it up here. That's that's quite the conundrum you just talked yourself into, Jeff. Um, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to end on that. That's I, I, I got nothing else I can follow up with that. Um, we're we're not talking about seeing birds here, you know. I, I don't see birds when I do either one of those things, so it's it doesn't really matter. It's all about personal comfort, <laughs> not okay. not the uh, the quality of the hunt. <laughs> okay, wait. Okay, now uh, I'm gonna ask one follow up question. You said you've had memorable hunts in the rain. Uh huh. Are those memorable upland hunts or memorable waterfall hunts? Upland hunts for sure. Okay, it's not what I thought. Not what well, I picked. I definitely when you said thought you were going the other way. Yep. yep. No, upland hunts. I've probably upland hunted more in the rain than I have waterfall hunted in the rain, honestly. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're they're memorable because they're miserable. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like it. I, I, I mean, if it's pouring rain, I'm not going to go. 
the first time we met, it was raining. Yes. Poor that, was, that was a fun hunt. Was fun. it? Yes. We didn't see birds. Little, when you're miserable, those are the ones you remember. Yeah. Those are memorable hunts. You're right. <laughs> when you're, you got We're talking like, in circles here. We got to wrap this we, thing up. This we do got to wrap this thing up. I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll just say this, right? You got to have a little bit of pain for like, the gain at the end is much sweeter when there's a little right. bit of pain. Involved. Right. Right. Exactly. Definitely. That, that, that prize at the end, if you get a bird, you know, you're, you're soaking wet, you've been just oh, yeah. miserable the whole time. It just makes it that much sweeter. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And if you're out waterfall hunting, you might have a really great day. You might. Good. You might. I don't know. Those, those sunny days in the fields can be real nice too, though. It's true. That's true. Yeah. Okay. All right. We're calling it, boys. This is it. If you've made it this far, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you enjoyed what you heard tonight, if you learned anything, if you have any feedback for us, uh, check us out on social media. Up Duck, you can find us on the old TikTok, uh, Instagram, Facebook, pretty much every platform. Are we on Threads yet? I'm not sure. Uh, we are. We are on Threads. Okay, we're on Threads. So check yeah. us out on Threads. I don't know how to work uh, it, but we're on there. We're on there. <laughs> Uh, shoot us a message uh, we're always happy to chat we're always happy to hear feedback um, if you enjoyed it so much you want to leave a review please do so we appreciate we appreciate that very much whether that's on Spotify Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast platform you are listening in on and uh, uh, thank you again and we will have, uh, hopefully have you tuning in next week when we bring out another guest alright guys take care